Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 225. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Just hanging out, man. I tell you what, it's been a good afternoon. We've been chatting a while before this podcast and uh, things are getting real. Yeah, things are getting very real and interesting, which we will get into a little more details in the main topic area, but we do really appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. On that site, we have a shop, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. This dope sweatshirt, now available, probably. I don't get a ton of time to get this stuff up, but I am (laughs) planning. I just drank a goddamn ton of coffee at nine o'clock at night so I can have enough energy to stay up and get these things loaded on the website so by the time this podcast goes live this stuff will be out there the t-shirts that i talked about for weeks and these sweatshirts so not only that we got these cool t-shirts which are kind of like the same thing a couple different colors boom and everyone's favorite unless you're a snowboarder and of course you don't like it these are now in sweatshirt form. Hello. Boom. Boom. Those are and, nice ones. And not just any sweatshirt. When we do things, we do things the highfalutin way. This is the Bella and Canvas fleece collection. So it's it keeps you warm, but it's super light. And it's not one of those like you know, you get like some like the cheap sweatshirt. It feels like really, really heavy and kind of hard. Yeah. This is just, I mean. Oh, like, it's like having a fluffy puppy right next to you. It's like having a sheep. It's like oh. wearing like a, a baby, baby a dead baby sheep on you. <laughs> I would suggest in rather way, one of the things I'm trying to do more of uh, in the next year is use Threadless, which they have an artist shop, they call it. And you can just upload all kinds of different ideas. And then you can buy, you know, say it's a design you like. You can choose a t-shirt, a tank top, a sweatshirt, a robe, a face mask, a hat, sweatpants. Like they'll put anything on anything. So Sweet. I like our, our VIP stuff that we put on our website. And then I want to link to that threadless site and have anything. So if you wanted like a coffee mug <laughs> with that skier logo, you could get it there. Like that kind of stuff. Like they'll put anything on anything. So we may start utilizing that and then you know what if you love us please go to the website also we have a support section if you want to hop on there and maybe do a recurring payment or a one-time paypal we'd really appreciate it it helps us out a lot especially this upcoming season and again we'll be discussing in the main topic go to your favorite podcasting app rate subscribe that would really help we're on everything itunes amazon spotify stitcher Everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you could find podcasts. We're there. We're also Just look. On, we're also on YouTube. I've also bulked up the show notes section of each podcast now where it actually has the links to those things. So iTunes, Spotify, YouTube video. One thing you will notice if you are a YouTube subscriber, the way we're doing it now, because time is not on our side these days. We don't even do like an edited YouTube version. The it's version raw. We're getting on YouTube. Raw dogging. Is- <laughs> we're raw dogging that shit. Raw dogging on YouTube. You're not supposed to do that, but apparently we're doing it. So <laughs> it's unedited. It doesn't have the segments in there. It's just no face mask either. No face mask. Horrible, horrible. People. Full frontal. Killing like grandma. Right Killing grandma. So yeah, we're just putting the live the way we do this right now. 
unedited, uncleaned up. That's the version you're getting on YouTube. And that's the way it's going to be for a while now. Until we get an intern, just keep on podcast at gmail.com if you want to be an intern and have technical abilities. and No pay. And hate money. A lot money. of perks. A lot and of hate- perks that we'll promise, but we'll see. If you want to break into the ski podcast game right here, ski bump podcast at gmail.com. We're the ski bump podcast. The, the premiere. The premiere ski, the premier ski comedy crossover podcast. That Actually, with with everybody else going out of business, I think we're we're gonna we're the the one that's we're fighting back. We're the one that's gonna be last man standing. Audio powder. That's us. Ah, oh, audio powder sounds like yeah. Audio powder. So yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Oh, if you want stickers too, same ski up ski bump podcast at gmail.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram. Best way to do it. So again, thank you. We really do appreciate it. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Getting fired up for the season. Let's kick it off. The way we always do. It's time for Opray Today. So the Opray Today. I haven't posted on Untapped, which is going to happen soon. Oh, I didn't do that either. Yeah, see? Yeah, I'm I'm a slacker, but I know what I've slacked on. I just God damn. See, this is why we gotta check each other. Gonna... This is why we need an intern. We need a little tap on the shoulder, like, oh, before you start the podcast, guys, did you No, I didn't do anything. Or perhaps just a simple checklist would work too. And that you know would work. You know, you know it sucks. I forgot to mention that as our favorite social media app because every other social media site you go to, everyone is like, eh, Trump, eh, Biden, eh, this, eh, that. Untapped, it's just people posting pictures of their beer. Just yeah. They don't even make fun of other beers. They just post what they're <laughs> drinking. Dude, you're drinking that? Oh, you little snowflake, you're drinking that beer? There's yeah. Just, there's, just there's no shaming. You want to post the Budweiser? I don't care, man. That's fine. Heineken Zero, do your thing. All right, man. If that's what you're rolling to, right on, brother. Just, do what or you sister, do. just keep rolling. That's fine. That's the beauty of Untapped. It's just a chill, fun, we're drinking beer app. There's no shaming. There's no shame. Nothing. We just, we accept everybody. That's right. Well, the folks at Untapped accept everybody, which is good. That's right. Love that place. We love them. All right. So, so what do you got? I had a few operas before, and uh, <laughs> I had a progression of operas that went up to down to back to up now. So uh, I you started with it. Topsy turbid. I started with pumpkin and then I went back down to like, like a no, just a regular beer flavor back up to, I'm into, it's into the season. It got down to Brian. I gotta say it's 68 down here in Florida. It is like winter. People are putting on jackets. Like it's, it's magical right now. Dude, It's snowing in Vermont right now. <laughs> it's like in Jersey here. It's like gotta be like maybe in the low forties. It's wow. like legit cold here. It's Dude, I wish it was that cold here because I'd be able to put jeans on. I'd be able to walk around with like you a wear, jacket. You wear a dope sweatshirt like this Dude, one. I'm still not wearing arm pants. I'm just wearing no arm regular pants. short sleeves. Just yeah. showing off the guns 24-7. Guns, all guns all day. Guns a-blazing. All day, bro. All day. <laughs> so I, I figured, you know, it feels like fall now, finally. Uh, might want to go for a little pumpkin. Pum King. So I Southern Tier. This is a good one every Chautauqua year. County, New York. Chautauqua, New York. Place. That's right. Sadly, when we were in Chautauqua back in February, when life was a little more normal, Rich and I, we had they gave us so many beers from Southern Tier. We actually 
gave them to the rental car attendant because we didn't know what to do with them. Like we oh. drank as many as we could and we just gave them to, to the rental car guy. But that's the gift that gives back. Like you give them back. That's good. We're kind of like, unless like he was 16, man, it's a little creepy. I think he was more like 76. Ah, even better. And he was like, very happy to get some beers. Here's where I got some beers. Like we're going to have these that the youngsters gave me today. Kind of good. thinking back, it's probably not the best idea giving a guy who's parking cars in a garage a bunch of beer. That's not your problem. HR like deal cars. with that shit. That's right. right. Sorry, Enterprise. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, was it Enterprise? No, I think it was somebody else. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try this this year. So this is a seasonal. So every year, I think they tweak it a little bit. Now, I've had other brands that do a good pumpkin Every year, Southern Tier does a great job with the pumpkin. Uh, other ones tweak it too much. It tastes like shit. And you're like, what did they do? You had a good one last year. Now you effed it up this year. Um, so this is a tw- uh, 8.6% ABV. It's only available August through October. So we're hitting the end right now. Um, it's uh, all these varieties of hops, two varieties of malts, pumpkin, and spices. So they put actual pumpkin in here, which if you look at a lot of things that you, you have that have pumpkin, it's the pumpkin spice. They don't actually put pumpkin in it, which is interesting. So if you start reading greens, you'll see stuff that has nutmeg and, and cinnamon, all the stuff that goes into pumpkin pie, but no actual pumpkin. So uh, this one has a little bit of the OG pumpkin in it. Nice. Oh, this is delicious. So you could have a nice, fiery, feisty pumpkin. This is like a sweet, loving, uh, central pumpkin that that just wants to rub you to sleep. Uh, a little malty, a little vanilla, a little spice in there. Mm-mm, it's all good. If Barry White could sing about a beer, I think this would be it. <laughs> if he was alive and could sing, he'd be like, mm-mm, pumpkin. Dude, wouldn't that be awesome if Barry White could do like a jingle? Or like oh, a pumpkin beer. I if, love that. All right. So you think if of all the pumpkin beers you've had, Barry White would choose that one as the one he would sing a jingle for. That would be it, man. That would be it. Well, I'm going to challenge you on that. Oh, because- you go the CeeLo Green route? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more little Luther Vandross. <laughs> oh, Luther Vandross. Always come with the Luther. <laughs> So you got your pumpkin. I know you've been drinking pumpkin beers since like March. Dude, I never stop. You never I, stop. I, I go pumpkin, all pumpkin all day. You had like like pumpkin shandies in the summer. You yeah, I got just, pumpkin lip lip I th- stuff on the I mountain. Think you are the pumpkin. Oh I think perhaps. You see me with my pumpkin head on Halloween, you'd be like, Dude, that I gotta, is the pumpkin. I gotta figure out a way to, to Photoshop your face in a jack-o'-lantern. Ah, <laughs> that would be yeah, ideal. You, you ever see the office where Dwight wore the pumpkin on his head? That was the best. And he couldn't oh, get it I off. Saw that one. <laughs> he couldn't get it off. That was the best part. I may have missed that one. <laughs> so we've talked about, we talk about pumpkin beers every fall, obviously. And no. every fall we bitch about how stupid breweries are in their schedules for when they put these things out in August it's like 94 degrees and you're like, Hey, look, dogfish head has their pumpkin beer out. And you're looking at it like, why would I even want to drink that now? That's well, seems- now we look at it as how old has that beer been there? Right? Like yeah. 
We, I recall the one time at Mount Snow when we had uh, it was it was definitely February, <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, we got we got shipyard pumpkinhead on draft." You just like, tapped it, like what? You mean what do you mean you tapped it? You just tapped the pumpkin beer that you probably got in August and like sat in a hot Westover dungeon for six mm, months, and then you yummy. Broke it out. So I, of course, I decided like two weeks ago. That I'm like, oh, you know what? Now it's time to get some pumpkin beers. And you go to the liquor store, they're like, uh, yeah, we just got the Sam Adams winter beer just showed up. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? It's you know not what? Even they Halloween. pass by the whole Sam pumpkin. The uh, Sam. The whole process. October. Sam yeah. October is the closest thing they get. That thing comes out in August, the October yeah. effect. It's so ridiculous. So anyway. <laughs> There was two pumpkin beers. I was like, I got to get at least just a four or a six pack. And the one I wanted, I wanted the dogfish head pumpkin because that one's really good. The pumpkin's really good. They were out of it at the liquor oh. store I went to. I went to two liquor stores. Dogfish head, I got to say, the pumpkin is probably one of my favorites. It is very good. ATFs all times. It's, it's one of the top pumpkin beers for sure. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, they don't have it, whatever. What they did have and what I did get was the Schlafly. Oh, that one's yeah. good. This one is a really, really good one, too. This comes in at a humdinger 8%, too. What was yours? Mm. The pumpkin? 8.6? Uh, 8.6, eight, six. Eight, six. wow. <clears throat> so, yeah, this comes in at 8. It was bottled with love on mm. 8 2020 See, mm. they bottled it in August. Like, so... That's, that's at least the end of August. Yeah. You know? So when that came out, I used to go to that bar with the, I'm not going to say its name because I don't want to, they're not paying us for promotion because they're bitches. Yeah, we're going to stop giving free advertising out. That's right. They were the one that had the ice thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. They used to have the Shafly on on draft all the time and they used to do it with the pumpkin spice rim. Oh, Not bad. It's something to be said when you get a a pretty looking barmaid that says, do you want the rim job too? Like... Hey-o. Of course. Of course. Who's saying no? Who's saying no to that? Hey-o. You don't scrape it off. You know, I'm just saying. As you should. So this beer is an ale brewed with pumpkin and with spices added. Cinnamon, nutmeg, and clove. Mm, oh. That's so again, a good one. Another one. 8% comes in. It's pretty. It's like a bold, strong beer, but it's got a lot of flavor. And it's, you know, you definitely get a lot of the spice on the nose. So you think in two live crew to that or Luther Vandross? I think Luther. <laughs> this is a Luther. A Luther. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, you got to like pumpkin to like this, but mm. it's, it's really well done. It's not overpowering. It doesn't taste overly fake. It's just a really, again, if you like pumpkin, it's a solid option, but see, it's that's not just like it, you can though. buy it now anyway, because it's all been gone for weeks. Ah, uh, see, but that's how it should be. If you like pumpkin, you'll like this beer. If you don't like pumpkin, why the fuck are you drinking a pumpkin beer? Right? Yeah. I was at Whole Foods and they had pumpkin spice popcorn. Ah, that's gross. That seems kind Fake of weird. Pumpkin. I got all the ingredients to make a nice pumpkin pie and I'm making one with Bodie this week. He's playing hockey. He's with his dad this weekend, but... Uh, Andrea I, made a pumpkin cheesecake last week and it was... <laughs> phenomenal it ah. sounds delicious it sounds del- but i don't it's, know if everybody takes to the cheesecake and i don't want to eat a whole one by myself that's what i gotta weigh out and you got and that's the key you got to use ginger snaps for the crust oh boom yeah dude yeah 
legit. And again, so, you can't, like you said, though, you can't make a small cheesecake. It's got to no. be like fucking Golden Girl special. Like there's too much work calories. involved. Like you got to make it right and then like have it once in a while. Bars of cream cheese in it. <laughs> yeah, but you're having it once a year. See, the problem is when people want to have that same taste of cheesecake the entire fucking year. You know what you're going to get? Fat. That's what you're going to get. Cheesecake factory. You're going to get diabetes. You get heart disease. Like, listen to me because I got all that shit because I ate whenever I wanted to. And now I got to watch. But, so are you saying you're more likely to die of COVID if you go to the Cheesecake Factory? Is nah, that what you're saying? COVID. I'll eat COVID up. I'll eat COVID up every yeah, day. Goddamn COVID flavored cheesecake. <laughs> I think this pumpkin has a little COVID in it. <laughs> well, it enhances the flavor of the nutmeg, I believe, right? Mm. They play well together. I taste vanilla, nutmeg, and a little bit of COVID. A little bit of COVID. <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah. Tastes like a, uh, a malted barley. Mm. That's COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to make a nice pumpkin pie and I didn't do a regular crust. I did a graham cracker crust. That's the way to do it. Cause you could buy that shit already done. I don't have to crumble anything. You see your wife made the, the nice ginger snap thing. She crushed that shit. She was like hands on food processor. She actually, what she does is she mixes nuts in as well. So you get That's extra nice. texture, extra fat, extra flavor. Mm. Oh. You know what I saw at the grocery store? So Diamond, the, the nut people, they actually make crusts out of walnut and pecan. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's genius. I almost bought one, but I was like... It's genius to look at all the crap they put in there as like emulsifiers. There's like all kinds of weird care. palm oils and goose and shit. If you get the, the you know Whole Foods version of that, it's just going to break apart is what I'm saying. I hear you. It's going to be one big nut. I'm a big fan of making your own crust. Yes. I'm an artist. What can I say? Yeah. You're only doing it one. See, the thing is, all the stuff is meant to be once in a while. If right. you do everything once in a while, do the full fat, do the whole, like everything you want. If you want to add whole grains, you want to add like vegetables, go right ahead. Just, but don't skimp on it because it has to taste good and it has to satisfy you. If it doesn't satisfy you, you're just going to crave it again really soon. Yes. And speaking yeah, of craving. Stuff. Speaking of craving, this is a really cool story that I saw. Uh, Derek Jeter-backed startup Bespoken raises $2.6 million to deconstruct whiskey, shave years off the aging process. Damn. Bespoken Spirits, they're a distillery tech startup, which sounds weird, but awesome. They're based in Silicon Valley and they have mastered the technology to more accurately fine tune whiskey flavor profiles and compress the liquor's lengthy aging process into a matter of days. Hmm. They recently raised 2.6 million seed round funding from a group of investors, including New York Yankees star number two, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, number one in your heart, number two on his back. And while it may not be the first company to try to shave years off the distillation process, its co-founders say it could be the first to leverage that technology to help third parties chase a specific demographic's taste profile. Hmm. So the simple thing they say they've done is they have deconstructed the barrel, which is the most Silicon Valley friggin' way of saying things, deconstructing the process. They use the same traditional all-natural elements of wood, of toast, and of char. They don't 
need any additives of chemicals, and just reimagine the process of how the elements are used to take advantage of modern science and technology. So it sounds good, but are we going to eventually go to age two days versus age 10 days? Like, dude, I just got a 20 day old, you know, Derek G to whiskey signature whiskey. Is it going to that level? That's, that's what they're saying. You know, they're saying I got one that's age one year. What? What? In a way, you know, our attention spans are so short. Like imagine like, you're the guy sitting around the barrel waiting for 18 years for it to age. You're like, oh my God, come on. See the difference between waiting for a nice 30-year-old or 18-year-old like aged whiskey is you actually start thinking back like, wow, you know, what's happened there? They've protected it for 18 years or 20 years or more, like whatever. Um, kids nowadays are going to be like, I-, I don't know. Uh, 10 days is good. Like I don't, I don't need more than, dude. I, I'm, I'm drinking, you know, freaking Red Bull and vodka, and just that's all it's about. Yeah, quick they, and easy. They did win a gold medal at the 2019 Micro Liquor Spirit Awards, which you nice. know, Micro Liquor Spirit Awards. That's that's a big one. Dude, we are the winners of the High Pollutant Ski Bomb Awards every year. <laughs> you can pretty much say you're award winning anything. You can make up an award and give it to yourself. You're, that means you're award winning, right? Do you get somebody to, to do an award. Like now you're the winner of the awards. See, so you can have the Florida Ski Foundation give out the best podcast award. It's like we're the best every year. The Hands Florida down. Ski Award <laughs> goes to our podcast every year. 10 years in a row, bro. There we go. We cannot be stopped. We're on fire. On fire. We're spitting hot fire. Spitting hot fire. So there if you anybody go. knows the answer to spitting hot fire, you got to DM us and let us know who that is. Chappelle Show. That's the only hint I'm getting. It be we. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up Apparate today. And let's take a quick little journey. Let's get into the Genjula. Election day is near. Election day. And you know what? Who cares who's going to be president? It's the same bullshit. Some old fuck is going to be the president. Yeah, somebody older than you is probably going to be president. And I could say that with surety for about 80% of the people in this country, right? Seriously, yeah. He's going to be older than you. But it doesn't matter. What matters? Marijuana legalization. Yeah. So where are we at with that, Brian? Things are looking rather rather bright for legalization. They're saying New Jersey, forget about it. Voters are expected to approve adult use legalization in a landslide. Huh. So it's on the ballot now? As a New Jersey resident, I can assure you it was on the ballot and I voted yes. Ah. Uh, what does the adult use mean? Well, that they're still figuring out. They're just trying adult. to get this in there. They're trying to figure Medical. out. Medical? Adult no, adult recreational. Okay. Yeah, recre. They already have medical here. If they have the grow in there, like the claws that you can grow your own plants, that's the key. Well, that's the problem. They're still kind of working that out. They're just trying to get it legalized, and then they're going to figure out how to, you know, take the biggest cut and fuck everybody over. Because, uh, of you know, course, that's of course. what all politicians do. All about the money. Follow the money. Arizona. They are currently polling at fifty-five percent supporting legalization. Just nice. solid. Yeah. Now, Montana, 
Montana is trying to legalize. I had no idea. Then again, I remember there was an article that we had about there was this one group during you know, the whole lockdown. They were able to get like 20,000 signatures. They had nothing else to do, right? Yeah. Busy so, people. Yeah. But right now, Montana is kind of on the border. They're uh, on the, uh, the edge there. They're at 49% approve, 39 oppose. So that's going to be a close one. That should be mm. interesting to see. They have actually a really cool little uh, infographic here on Leafly showing kind of up to the minute polling about where it's at. Leafly does such a great job. They have great graphics and then they have the descriptions below and they actually like give you a little bit more detail on each race if you're interested, which is awesome. Pretty solid. Yeah. So Montana's it's close. Um, South Dakota, they're looking for medical. They're polling at 74% approval. That's awesome. But they're also trying to do recreational that one's actually pulling at 51 percent approved so think about it they're South looking Dakota. to try to get medical and recreational all in one shot that's, that's how you go big. yeah 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 that's big and then mississippi i think they're the only other one on there they're just looking to get medical passed and right now that's it's actually battle. pulling 50 50 yeah that's a tough battle right there yeah but New Jersey, I thought it was it was going to be in the first hundred days of the new governor four years ago. God damn days! And so four years. If we go back four years ago, fourteen hundred and ninety seven days later, yeah. it's finally going to happen. So that's Broadway. and not yeah. because of him either, because of the people the people voting for it. Yeah, isn't that fucked up? So they're all scumbags. But he said, "I want to legalize within my first hundred days," and just saying, yeah, it's a promise. Well, perhaps, perhaps the alleged tincture I took earlier today could be the last time I'm doing it in a gray area, so oh. to speak. Allegedly, perhaps, maybe. I don't know. For me, I, I really want, like, if I go to a dispensary, I want them to say, all right, meet us out back. And I'm like, okay, cool, pay for everything. And then they go out back, and there's a dude, like, in a... You know, I don't care if I'm in Florida to have like a, you know, a winter cap on and a, and a hoodie. He's just like, he go, man, just, I want him to give it to me in a, in a shady way. Like I want that experience. I'm pretty sure you can go anywhere and find that guy. <laughs> no, but I want that guy to work for the dispensary and give, and just do the distribution that way. Or I don't know. I'm pretty sure that guy works in triplicate in every dispensary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, now they have the drive up. So you just drive up contactless and I'm like, all right, but I still got to pay you. So like there's a little contact and you drive up, literally drive up and they hand it to you like McDonald's and then like pay me and see you later. Remember the uh, later dude. Remember those weird, like what was it? Like photo development. Yeah. The photo. Those little, those little booths Is that what they were called. Photo. That had to be terrifying. You're in a parking lot in a little <laughs> tiny booth. Like so, like I don't know, so much bad shit can happen. They they probably all got knocked down. Oh, I think they're all gone. They had so there was a place down here that I saw that had one of those like photomath style things, like just a like a kiosk in the middle of a parking lot, and it was an ATM. I'm like, how many trucks ran over that ATM and like try to steal the money? Oh my god! So okay, if you're if you're a youngin and don't know what this is, there used to be a company called Photomat. By Kodak. O-T-O-M-A-T. And they 
back before our phones and digital cameras could take pictures, you used to have to take film photos and bring them to some creepy guy in this little photo mat thing to have them developed. Yep. It was a tiny little house in the <laughs> par- parking lot. Do a whole but sell them to his friends if there's you anything hot. It was fucked up. Back in the day, they wouldn't give them back to you. <laughs> they weren't dick pics that for personal. They were dick pics that went f- everywhere. Like everywhere. People are mailing them. Mail this dick to five friends or you're gonna have bad luck. <laughs> Dude, so in nineteen eighty, there were over four thousand of these things in the US, primarily in suburban areas. They had pyramid shaped gold colored roofs with red lettering on the signs. See, I, I want to interview somebody. If if somebody's listening that used to work in one of those, please DM us. I want to talk to you about your experience because that had to be some freaky shit. That'd be like shit that like people didn't think happened. And then just being in there, I want to know what the experience was like. Had to be like a tiny two. I mean, I go crazy in this room. I got a whole, I got a whole condo to run around, but, and I get a little cooped up. See these things. If there are a few still left and there's one apparently that's now selling cigarettes. So that's kind of leading to me to what I was saying. They should use these for weed dispensaries. That'd be they perfect. Dispensary. There you yeah, go. Right. Goddamn photo mat. Yeah. They're all like in the middle of parking lots. <laughs> oh, it was like, why do you put it in the middle of a parking lot with no protection? Like I always thought like there's no protection for that place. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. That's and there's nowhere to go. That's the thing. There's yeah. nowhere to go. He had a gang of people out there like, yo, man, come on, photo man guy. Are you going to get out of this goddamn thing? Nope. <laughs> I'm staying in here, man. I'm trying to call the cops from in here. Dude, and think you, about you, back in the day, you didn't even have a cell phone. Yeah. Maybe go find a pay phone. Like they yeah. cut the landline. I don't know what to do. You're just bleeding out right now. This guy's trying to find a phone. It's just a disaster. Oh, it's horrible. Dude, yeah, you got to, if you have never seen one of these, this is what life used to be like. <laughs> you would just take random photos with this little little rectangle, and you'd hope you actually captured. You hope you loaded the film properly, captured the photo you think you were going to capture, and that this creepy guy who's processing it didn't ruin them before giving them back to you. So the best part is like, you know, time doesn't change kids and how they act with cameras. Mm-hmm. So for our wedding, we had these little cameras on everybody's table. And I'm sure anybody listening that's gone through a wedding recently or gone to a wedding, it's a pretty common thing. We have these, you know, just throwaway cameras <laughs> they call, that you put on there. And people, How many take, dick pics did you get? We got no dick pics. Which I was very surprised. And I, I was very there. happy. But <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my little stepson decides hey, I'm going to take selfies with this goddamn camera. So we're developing. And we got him going like, like up there and like on the side and like he's posing and doing all the stupid shit. There had to be like 10 pictures. And then, of course, there's the pictures of a sister from the bed angle and from this. Thing. Like, it's just, it's funny as hell. It's like, yeah. and they're on different cameras. So that was the best thing. Like we started and I was like, ha, ah, that's pretty funny. You got like three on one. And then on another one and we don't take into account like so now it's very easy to take pictures on your camera on your phone but you know when you take them on these little film cameras every stupid picture of the floor of the ceiling of yourself you got to pay for that shit you're paying for that development yeah it ain't goddamn free it's like something like 20 cents a print like i don't know you take 
and then you get doubles. Like now you're starting to like really piss me off. Like it's kind of one of those things. <laughs> it's cheaper and easier to invent a time machine to go back in time and develop your film at the photo mat. That's what you're saying. It is. It is. Yeah. You got to go back in time to get those rates. But uh, there's a whole yeah. article on the Democrat and Chronicle.com and they talk about like, what happened to them. And they say a lot of them have been used for coffee to go watch repair locksmith services and cigarette stores and cigarettes and porn. I don't know how much porn you could get away. <laughs> I know. That's say, a- well, they said that these things were actually used for the, uh, movie rental for the first time they were these photo mats were used for for movie rentals and perhaps those were the kind of films they had back there i mean because the thing was tiny how many how many vhs tapes could you keep in there i don't know what do you do with that thing it's a tiny it's like smaller than a bathroom dude could you even lay down in there like if you wanted to sleep nope that's why they made them that way. There's got to be some Five construction diagram that they're hiding right now saying we don't want the person to sleep don't make it long enough for them to sleep it's fucked up yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There you go. Look it up. Photo mat. It's being fun. like in a little little tube in the middle of a parking lot, man. Fucking yeah. terrifying. Terrifying. Mm. Let's go to ski news. We have the trailer for Future Retro. Well, we had the trailer already, but we are now but. part of the Warren Miller Street Team, as yes, we have been for the last I don't know how many years, four or five years. Yeah, it's been a while, Jesse. That was our first, uh, yeah, our first rep that we worked with. Yeah, now we're, we have a different rep. Or... So what the crazy thing is this year, it used to be, you know, back in the normal times of last year, where you would actually go to the movie debut and you... What? Uh, you mean you used to go to movies? You used to go to movies and it'd be this whole big fun... It doesn't fun, happen anymore. Yeah, it'd be this whole big fun event and there'd be free giveaways. And, you know, it was one of my favorite days of the year. I will, I've said it before. I will say it again. We used to go to the one in Morristown, New Jersey. I absolutely love that location. I love that the, the scene, the Warren Miller movie, the people you get fired up this year because of COVID and lockdowns and fucking 2020. It's all going to be virtual film tour. And they've announced that next week, November 7th, which I believe is a Saturday is going to be the East coast debut which is pretty awesome and if you're in mountain central it's going to be the week after november 14th and then west coast november 21st so we're going to be promoting this a few places to help out the warren miller folks that they really need our help but it is fun to to be part of the film in, in some way shape or form and our buddy who we interviewed this past summer dan egan he is going to be in it his brother John, who I skied with back in uh, December, back in Sugarbush, he's going to be in it. Man, and, Dan and John, you got to teach Brian how to do the backflip, dude. Seriously, that's that's Mosley supposed to teach me how to do that. Even if you end up in traction, I think it's worth it. I think it I'm is, just, as long as I record it. I mean, we can get how many? Uh, like, we get some Jerry the days. We can get some yucks. Oh yeah, think about how much sleep you would get afterwards. I suck. You'd be able to lay down and just like sleep, Considering just knock out, right? How stressed out and tired I am these days, it may be worth it just for that reason. Oh, why'd you do the backflip? I gotta get some sleep, man. Sometimes you get away from these goddamn kids. <laughs> <laughs> Says the new parent of a newborn. Only five weeks old. He's already trying to backflip himself into a coma to get a little sleep. 
Yeah, the doctor's like, oh, this guy's going to have a long run. He'll be a freaking, you know what? We'll just give him the, the fast pass. We'll give him the secret number. Could you imagine how I'm going to deal with the teen years? <laughs> well, you have a boy and a girl now, right? Boy and a girl. Yep. Boy, you're going to be like, ah, do whatever you want. Just don't get her pregnant. And the girl, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? What are you doing? I don't like him. I'm going to clean my guns tonight. <laughs> that's what you're going to be like. That's like the 80s dad. That's like the typical, like, yeah, like. Yeah, that's like every dad. You're yeah. going to be like that. I don't know. I, I have no idea what I'm going to be like. I think my wife wanted to be that with it, like that with her uh, her daughter, but uh, the girls don't get along. Yeah, my whole plan is I really hope that my son is like the smooth, chatty, like guy, and that my daughter is more like me and a little more quiet and more introverted and he's more extroverted dude yeah the bob she's sure she's punching no that bob every day that's what i'm saying like i want to train her what was that like wasn't there like some amazon show with that some some girl who was like, called fucking like, terminator is what it's called <laughs> no she's like a russian like her father was like some like russian oh, like Nikita or something like that or, or snow or salt or whatever the fuck they call them i, I don't know like heroin films something like exactly. that exactly like Black Widow, like I'm gonna have her taking jujitsu and she's like five, you know, so she can like that's right, know, fuck her out if she has to. That's right. I will choke you watching UFC. Hey, come on, sweetie, we're gonna watch UFC. It's like I don't want you getting all tatted up and fighting. Yeah, that's right. But, but. <laughs> I want you to be prepared in case you encounter someone like that and you can take I want them out. you to be able to do that instead of being all tied up and fighting. There was a there was a, a Joe Rogan episode where he was talking about he was talking like the like a father of a kid who's doing martial arts and the father's like, you know, one day my kid will be raising his arm and shows like, uh, not if you're a good father, I won't be. <laughs> it's like Why? most of the people who get into that usually have some sort of, well, that's their only option a lot of times, you know, I mean, yeah. only option or like bullied and abused and had to like, you know, find a way to, to defend themselves. So yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you want to. I want to give you the tools, but I hope you don't have to use them. That kind of thing. Mm. So, Warren Miller Street Team. <laughs> so we're back to Warren Miller. Warren Miller. We're not choking anybody in the parking lot, but you wow. got. Yeah. Yeah. So what are they doing? Michael podcast, doing... perhaps. <laughs> that's right. shit. So then, the the street... so the street team is like promoting for the for the online like viewing of it, right? Online viewing because the way it works this year is you pay what is it 30 bucks 35 bucks whatever you get, get like twenty thousand friends get as many people as you can go rent out an applebee's if you can <laughs> dude rent out a fucking movie theater that's movie what they're theater. doing now driving theater yeah start your own Drive. driving theater that's a good start your own driving theater in your parking lot dude your put a fucking a screen up in your neighborhood and let all the neighbors enjoy it be the be the champ of the neighborhood that's right spread the love with the package, there's two different packages they're doing now, which is kind of cool because they have the regular ticket, which is again, like I think it's like 30 bucks or whatever, but they also have the active pass. So you get a film ticket, but you also get all member digital content access. So like ski magazine, climbing, nice. backpacker, Vela news, triathlete, Powder. Oh no, they're they're back. Sorry. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Wow. Is that too soon? It is a bit soon. With a new powder. With one year magazine subscription (laughs) to Ski Magazine. The complete 
Now, this is what this is where it gets awesome. The complete Warren Miller feature film library featuring the past 70 years of films. That's pretty nice. That kind of makes the whole 69 bucks <laughs> nice. Worth it, I think. 69 bucks. It also has training plans and workouts, ad-free website experience, blah blah Warren blah. Miller's blah. training plans. <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Hey man, that was 93. Warren's getting yoked by hard work, bro. Crushed it. Hard work. Here, here's Warren Miller's training plan. Go work for like 15 hours a day. How about that? Straight hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Hustle. Yeah. And then when you're done with the 15 hours, do another five and then go to bed. That's right. Bitch. Bitch. That's what he that's what he writes on that. So there you go. That's an idea. If you want, if you're into that, I know I'm super into that. I'm probably gonna go for that one. Because just having the whole Warren Miller library available, because right now you get kind of like a couple of them on Amazon Prime. You may find some on YouTube. I just like I like having all the stuff there. I think that's pretty yeah. sweet. It is nice. You go out for a nice day, you know, nice night, watch a good film. Yeah. So we'll be posting a few more times, but you know, marmiller.com, you can check it out and get all the info for the days that are local to you. All right. Boom. And now we're in two. The first resort in the United States opens for the ski season. So we're going to Montana and we're going to Wild Mountain. Now, Minnesota. Oh, I'm sorry. Montana. Montana. See, my MNs. When I don't you know. Have, what that is. This is what happens when you have too many apres. Yes. And when I don't uh, remember the codes for the states. Anyway. The ipso instead of facto. Ipso instead of facto. So Wild Mountain in Minnesota. Uh, October 21st marked the opening day um, and it's open for skiing and riding uh, today is well they're saying back from uh, October 21st they're saying the terrain park will open like bunch of lines for for the features and they're saying tickets will be 25 bucks it's a beautiful I don't know about you, but 25 bucks is a pretty good deal. That's pretty solid. Now, Wild Mountain is is no Whistler. You know, I'm not talking 5,000 feet of vertical here. I think they have 500-ish, definitely under 1,000 feet of vertical. And you see comments on there, because this is from unofficial. Some of these people, man, they're like, can we just stop? Can we just stop calling hills with only 500 feet of vertical mountains? Like, can we just stop caring about them? Yeah. People like that, like those are the people I just want to like punch in the face because those are the people who are just, I don't know, they must be just some like spoiled brats whose parents have a house at Deer Valley and they get to ski there their whole lives. You yeah. know, like without these mountains, there's no ski industry. You need these places to exist. You need kids to find a place to be have their first ski trip uh, from school or go with their family. They're not, gonna, not everyone can go to these fancy, big, expensive resorts all the time. Especially yeah. if you're you're doing it with kids, it's not possible. So we everybody's bagging on little hills is ridiculous. Because I tell you what, you're just an asshole. But that's where people learn. You know, without these little hills, we wouldn't have the broad, the breadth of skiing. We'd have rich ass people hitting the mountains and everybody else wondering what it's all about. And they would love it that way, and they would be douchebags about it. But I think even a lot of the rich and and Famous people probably started on a smaller mountain, which is still holds a, you know, 
a place in their heart. And that's kind of one of the things I like. I love that it's a little ski mountain that opened up good. You know, who the fuck cares about the, you know, competing, you know, Vail or uh, some other big resort that opened up like uh, whatever. This is what you can get to as long as that's open up. That's all you care about. Right. That's right. hundred percent. All right. So good for them. All right. Another one. We're getting these first openings, which is a beautiful thing. Up in Canada, eh? eh? Alberta's Mount Norquay in Banff kicks Ooh. off the 20, 2021 season. Oh, sweet. They opened October 24th, the earliest the area has opened in its 95-year history. The unusual opening date also makes Mount Norquay the first ski area in North America to welcome skiers and snowboarders with lift service terrain for the season. I don't know how Wild Mountain feels about that because apparently they were the first ones. Hmm. But the snow kept falling, temperatures kept uh, stayed low overnight, and they've been been cold enough to make snow. That's so, sweet. So they've opened uh, with the Cascade Chair and Sundance Carpet. As the season progresses, the resort will open at Spirit, Mystic Express, and North American Chairs and Tube Park. Americans, too bad you can't go ski there. Yeah, you can't even get in. Sorry. The cover of admission is unattainable. Sorry. No, not sorry. They closed it. They said right. sorry when they closed it. And now that they closed, not we sorry. We have to flatten the curve. That's right. Still flattening. flattening. Flattening something. Hopefully Still they flattening. don't flatten the mountains. Just flattening the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, but that looks like sweet stuff. I might, I might sneak into Canada in somebody's fucking car just to go ski that shit. Just saying. Coyotes. Fucking coyotes. We have like if they're getting put out of business in Mexico, come the fuck up to the United States. Cause I tell you what, I'll sponsor you. We'll sneak people up across the underground ski railroad. Oh, ski railroad. I'm writing it down. Underground ski railroad. (laughs) You gotta start like 20 miles ahead of the border. Like where's like Elon Musk and the boring company? Like, can't they like bore out a spot we can get into Canada? Fuck Elon Musk. El Chapo, man. We do El Chapo. (laughs) He will get us, he will. We could burrow into anything. He's got that guy. guy is fucking genius. I think Elon Musk should hire El Chapo to get him into how do you make this shit happen? Yeah, this, he would have. He would be a wonderful consultant for this project, dude. If he consulted with the Boring Company, light years away. They're like, we're boring through everything right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, a good good point. Goddamn, El Chapo. El Chapo. That fucking guy. Where's he at? Did he escape yet? Or is he just still sitting? He's running for president. (laughs) He's like the third candidate. That motherfucker might win. (laughs) Right in. Kanye El Chapo 2020. That's the I'm for the Kanye El Chapo ticket. (laughs) I mean, how could they lose? He's the vice president. That'd be fucking great. Can you run from inside jail? You know, like a like a uh, Senate Senate hearing, it's like disappears like down the down the floor. I'm like where'd he go? <laughs> where'd he go? He does that's El Chapo. Everybody just shakes their head. I'm like oh, I got us again, El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's shit. like Banyo. He's like eh, boom, boom, <laughs> oh, and it was like wah 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 El Chapo. <laughs> Zoom in. Wah <laughs> wah. <laughs> 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 it's fucking hilarious. Anybody that's watching Spanish TV, you know what we're talking about. It's yes. hilarious. Fucking hilarious. I'm going to let you take this because the next one is all you. 
Goddamn. So we're still talking about openings. How about Wolf Creek? First to open in Colorado. I don't think they I don't think they were the first open last year, but I think it was 2018 they were. Mm. They're always they're always one of the first ones. And the next story kind of rolls right into this one. But yeah, they were the first one to open. Kind of uh it was one of those things like this big storm rolled through, and they're like, We're opening Wednesday, October 28th. Shortly after receiving approval from the Silver Thread Health District for the preseason COVID-19 plan. They received eight inches and then a storm of 24 with the midway stake holding steady at 24 inches. Conditions are powder, packed powder with very early season obstacles. Treasure, Bonanza, Elma, and Nova were operating on Thursday through Sunday. And uh, yeah, they're going to they're going to uh, plan to stay open through the first and then see how things look at that point. I mean, Sweet. reopening, uh, closing and reopening for the next weekend. But the big thing is they're saying uh, lift tickets will be at the local appreciation rates. Pre-purchasing lift tickets is preferred and can be done visiting the East store and skiers and boarders should bring their own water, snack and lunch, which nice. seems like it may be a theme early on in the season, perhaps the whole season. I love it. There's going to be no fucking glamping. You got to bring your own shit and like take care of yourself. I like it. No mom working on their laptops at the, the cafeteria. I almost don't want to talk about Wolf Creek because I want it to be left alone. I know. Right. And it sort of goes into the next story, which I'll just take also. Yes. Which this is... It flows right into this. So Wolf Creek is in the San Juans and is pretty far south in Colorado. Will this be the first time in 28 years without front range skiing in October? So it's looking like as of right now, this will be the first year since 1992 that one of the two front range ski areas, which typically open for early season skiing and riding are unable to operate in October. Boom. With the month ending, well, this will be out by probably Sunday, the 1st of November. Uh, it's announced Loveland said it won't open and a basin has been non-committal. Hmm. So non-committal. They say it could happen, but probably unlikely. Snowmakers have had some amazing nights of snowmaking, but they're still a little ways out from opening day. According to Loveland's news release, it was a beautiful bluebird day today and our trail maintenance team was busy in the snow cats pushing snow around the runs. Loveland will not be open this weekend, but we hope to open in the next week or two. Wow. Well, there, you know, we're saying La Nina will be hitting this year and most of Colorado was projected to have a less than stellar year. Again, still early. But they're going to have cold. We don't know. good, at least. It will be cold. Hey, Wolf Creek got pounded, which is crazy, but I think they always, they're in just, their elevation is so high and for some reason the San Juans just get dumped on, but yeah. It's very early, you know. It's awesome that they're open. It sucks for the front range, but it's 2020, man. You know, if you're not getting you never banged know. in the ass by one thing, you're banged in the ass by another thing. You know, somebody on like January 1st was like, 2020 is gonna be my year. I love this fucking place. <laughs> yeah, you know 2019 sucked. I am ready for 2020. And then, you know, then again, is it really that bad? I get to work from home. It's fucking pretty dope, if you ask me. That so. is also gonna lead into our main topic. Yes. So, 
Uh, now, uh, Telluride is converting gondola cars into dining cabins for the winter. So this happened at a few resorts. Uh, Telluride is one of them. They said with ski resorts and towns brainstorming for creative ways to meet the guest restaurant needs with COVID-19, um, you know, there's a lot of constraints on them. So they're, they're looking for other creative ways. So they're actually taking, um, refurbished gondolas and they are making them into like nice little dining cars, um, spacing them out so they could be outdoor, but yet still be like for dining and stuff like that. It's very cool. They do the QR code for the menu, uh, which everybody's doing now. I don't know why we didn't do that before. So here's the thing with COVID. Well, I hate COVID. Exactly. I I hate COVID. This is what it should have been a long time ago. Why, why do we print menus? Just have a little fucking QR code and everybody uses it. So, you know, that first pizzeria that tried it probably went out of business, but you know, this is, this was your idea that they're taking, taking to the bank now. Um, so yeah. So tell you right, it's going to be one of them. So the the biggest problem is the goddamn like Q. Do you have to get a separate QR code reader app for your phone? No, not on the Apple anymore. Oh, you don't? So you just take your camera? Your regular you just, camera. Because that was always the biggest pain in the ass yes. with QR codes in general, is that you needed to go and, you know, when they first started coming on the scene like 10 years ago or so, like yep. you didn't know what to do with it because the camera would be like, all right, I'll take a picture of this. Like, why am I, you know, right. you need to get a separate printer. app and they were yeah. all like QR code reader. Yeah. So now, because Apple probably waited him out, waited everybody out, and then bought up the thing like like they always do. They drive everybody out of business, and then and then like, hey, we got this new cool feature that we stole from somebody that we just drove out of business. So they take this thing and you you hold it over with your camera, and it pops up. It's one of these pop up things, and you just click it, and then it brings up the menu. So That's it reads nice. it yeah. and figures it out. So. It's not standard. It's probably proprietary, but that's how it works. So what's cool is these gondolas, they're saying they are done by this company called the Gondola Shop. Nice. And that this, what they do is they refurbish gondola cars that it bought from Steamboat and Killington. Sweet. And the gondolas they restore are mainly sold for private owners. And then some people turn them into offices with light and tables and heaters. We make saunas and party ones with fridges inside and lights and speakers. Nice. We did some for backyards for kids with a swing, ropes you can climb, and a little slide that comes out of the roof. Like we can do anything. Huh. They said the sauna one will cost you twenty five thousand dollars. Dude, nice. a gondola sauna. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty sweet. And then have a gondola hot tub next to it. Mm, a gondola hot tub. That would be so cool. So that company, they have, it's a 22 year old business and they have eight employees working full time. And they are, according to the owner, crazy busy. Nice. They typically refurbish about 100 per year with a full restoration requiring about 100 to 150 hours of labor. Hmm. That is so cool. So when I was in, uh, uh, build things in America, we got to send them to China. So when I, when I was in uh, Switzerland, in um, Samaritz, with Harry, I have those pictures that we posted on the uh, Instagram of us going to, I think the place was called La Gondola, and 
it's in the middle of a town, really cool. And it's an old tram that they converted into like a bar. And we went in, you hang out. And then outside they had little gondolas that they were probably like four person gondolas, like little tiny ones, little table in it. So you could have a little, little private, like hangout out there with your friends or special occasion or something like that. It's very cool. And I gotta say like this, this could be huge, especially for some of the big uh, ski areas to to cater to people that want to have a little nice little atmosphere um, and have the separation still. So it's kind of cool. What about having a gondola grow room? That will, I'm sure that's $25,000 level. <laughs> if you can do the sauna. Do the song. Probably do a grow room, right? Can you do a full environment, like tropical environment? Dude, like, how that would be the gondola. That would literally be it. Ah, uh, gondolas. Just making a grow room out of your gondola. It's gondolas are us. That would be so awesome. Do you want a gondola? Boom. There you go. Boom. Gondola. Yeah, one that's a sauna, one that's a grow room. Yeah, you get into the wrong one. Just That's unexpected right. results. I don't know if I could grow smoke room. That's what it is. So think about it this way. If you had a grow room that went automatically and you're growing weed in it, wouldn't you want to have it smoke up and have the weed ingest the more weed? Mm. I, I mean, obviously, yes. And you could, you could hang out there while you like tend to the weed during this cycle. That would be awesome. Maybe it could be a sauna and grow room. Just do both. Oh, dude, that's great. The weed would get into the wood of the sauna, and then you crank dude, up the sauna. Talk about relaxation. Talk about relaxation. Talk about gondola. All right. I'm writing this down. Write it down. One day, these only things we write down during this podcast are going to be like Exhibit B, Exhibit C. Now, what will happen is... <laughs> Aliens will come down and they'll be like, Mario and Brian had the best ideas. And of course, like they'll land on us, so we'll be dead. Um, but they'll take our notes and they'll be like, Yes, we need these weed grow room saunas that this sounds like the plot of like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, like five or six. Hey, you know how much money they made in five or six? It's incredible. Incredible. Goddamn Bill and Ted. Goddamn. Gotta love Hollywood. Pretty awesome. All right, next up, what do we got? Another cool story. Eric Pollard and friends just co-founded a ski and snowboard brand. Now, most skiers know Eric Pollard. He is a longtime skier, an artist. He's done some really cool stuff with line skis over the past 20 years. Yeah. And Lines had some good art on their skis, too. Yeah, he's had 50-ish pro models of skis designed with line in that time, which is crazy. Wow. But they said now the 37-year-old skier and father of Sue is putting his creative energy into something bigger than himself, a new company called Season Equipment. Hmm. Founded alongside pro snowboarder and fellow Oregonian Austin Smith, Season Equipment is here to humbly shake things up across the snow sports industry by offering both skis and snowboards centered around values of simplicity and longevity. Hmm. Both Pollard and Smith left big contracts behind with line skis and nitro snowboards, respectively, to start this new chapter. And as Pollard explains, personal brands will have nothing to do with any of it. 
Now, the one cool thing about this, if you check out what they look like, you know, if you've seen any of Eric Pollard's designs, a lot of it is like Japanese style art. And, you know, they, they put pretty, pretty, uh, very a lot cool. of work into their efforts. Yeah. Into yes. the, the different models that they've done. These straight black, black, <laughs> black skis, black boards. It's all black. And they talk about that saying that like, they didn't want to get into that whole whole thing. They want the the ski to be the tool that you use to represent the art on the mountain, right? Yeah. That's kind of how they explain it. Yeah, and you know, Pollard made the comment. He's like, you know, he felt that his most creative skis, full of color and original illustrations, were getting lost among lift lines and ski racks. So he's like, you know, kind of doing the opposite. Then let's just make it black. Nice. Just plain black. Yeah. It's very cool. And, you know, one of the things he talked about too with that is with line and them always having a new model and, you know, a new, new something, new and improved. It was encouraging fast paced consumerism and he wants mm. that to change. So that's what they're looking at building these, these products so that, you know, it's simple. It does what it's supposed to and it lasts it lasts, you know, you're not going to buy a new pair every year. And if it's, it's black, it's black. You won't know last year's model from this year's model. Yeah, that is kind of, it's interesting, right? So like once you start, like, so when I started, I bought a shitty pair of boots and skis, kept them for like 10 years. Then I got to the point where I had a little more money. I was like, Hey, I'm going to buy some real boots and real skis, bought the real boots and real skis. Two years later, well, or three years later, I was like, fully well, customized everything, fully customized boots, Arnold Schwarzenegger, foil skis. Right. And then I'm like, I think I need another pair of skis for this type of terrain. So you get to it, it, it promote, it does promote consumerism. Like you are just consuming. And what are you doing with your leftover stuff? Like my leftover stuff, we've either turned into uh, chairs, repurposed or given away to people to just use. Yeah. So, it is something to think about, you know, uh, if you have a well-made skis or a snowboard, like why would you, why would you need something else? Right. Until it wears out, until it breaks. And that's yeah. kind of the reason why they do design the way they design. Like everything is every year. It's a little bit different, a little bit tweaked, a little bit modified, different color, right. different splash of this. And it's like, Oh, well that guy, you're looking at your skis. Like I got this year's model. That guy's got two years ago. Like I'm yeah. better than him. It's like, Oh, I know yeah, because the top's a different color. So, you exactly, know. Exactly, right? I mean, happens all the time. Yeah. But now this is this is a super cool move. And you know what's nice too is they're both leaving these big companies to do their own thing. And I think we're gonna see that that's so much more possible now with technology, with printing ability, with you know, the production costs coming down. Yeah. But, you know, if you are someone with a little bit of money, you can you can do this. You can set up your own company if you have a vision of doing something different rather yeah. than just doing the same old thing everybody else does, getting sponsored by so-and-so brand or whatever. So this is really cool to see. And I hope we do see more of this where people, you know, kind of look Get at bases. what's bases. important. Bingo. What's important. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I think up oh, and we got one more story. You got to finish this, this bad boy. This is a cool one. All right. So this came up a few weeks ago. So Brian and our buddy, Nick, we were chatting. Uh, and actually our buddy, Nick sent this to us. Um, 
about this long lost idea that Disney had in a failed attempt to build a massive ski resort in the California wilderness. Now, a lot of people don't know about this. This article uh, just came out last week too. It's not like this. We just stumbled upon this. This is like a recent article in sfgate.com. Right. Uh, but you know, this is something that is in the annals of like Disney that, that probably just, you know, got buried with all the other shit that's going on with them. Um, and they're saying, uh, it was kind of centered on country bear jamboree, <laughs> which is weird. So I if mean, you don't know, most of my life decisions are based <laughs> on country band jamboree. What the like, hell is country band jamboree? And that's fucked up. Like, so country bear jamboree is like an animatronic thing. And I think it was, it was one of their original Disney, um, I think cartoons where they had like this country bears, like did like a whole concert and jamboree thing. And then they had a, um, a setup in Florida at one of the, uh, the resorts or actually they started there and they brought it to one of the resorts and I've seen it before and it's kind of fucked up reading this. Cause I'm like, Holy shit. They're saying it began in 1960 when Walt uh, Disney was appointed head of the pageantry committee of the winter Olympics at Squaw Valley. So I've always wanted to be named the <laughs> head of the pageantry <laughs> committee. Like what the fuck is that? I didn't know that existed. Like, so there's a lot of like secret shit here. Um, so that was, he loved it. He loved the snow, loved the resorts. And it's good to know that Walt Disney, the creative genius that he was, wasn't like, I want to just keep all my shit in Florida. Because I don't think he ever had that vision. He just said, hey, I could buy a lot of cheap land in Florida. I'm going to buy it and build this vision that I had. Um, and then he wanted to move on to other stuff. So they started researching uh, in the 1960s land on... Um, actually looks like a pretty good piece of property four hours north of Los Angeles and had never been seriously developed because it was inaccessible. There wasn't a real road. Uh, it was like, like a dirt road up there. And they actually thought that this could accommodate about 20,000 skiers of all ski levels and be a resort and training ground for the Olympians. So in 65, 1965, Disney was awarded a three-year permit by the U.S. Forest Service to explore the area. Um, and then it went on, like, all these, like, things they wanted to build and all this other stuff. And they actually built the resort where he didn't want to intrude on, like, nature so he wanted to make it like very natural and like everything hidden and you know limited limited build on on what they had to do um and they're saying they 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 built a lot of shit there but it just still wasn't accessible so they're saying that you know well politics down the road like they cut the permit uh that was gonna well they cut the funding for an actual like paved road that was going to lead to the resort. Um, and that really is one of the things that kind of started killing it, but it was there and, and a few people skied it and they said it was pretty damn cool, uh, but it never got off the ground. So uh, they're saying total construction costs came in at like $400 million, which at the time Back then it was real money. Yeah. That's real, real freaking money. Um, and they're saying in 1972, 
it was scaled back and its $30 million budget became $50 million. So meaning for your ski lifts, amenities. So it kind of just got defunded like over time, over a long period of time. And in the process, like Walt Disney passed away, so he couldn't oversee it, but they said it was kind of a pet project of his. So I don't know. It's pretty awesome. I, I think uh, somebody should pick that up and, and run with it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you look at it on the map, I was just looking it up and Mineral King, where they wanted to put it, what's so crazy about it, it's almost due west of Death Valley National Park. Yeah. Isn't that weird that like... It's so weird. It's just weird, like the like the amount of like hot and cold that goes in that area. Yeah, I mean, that just because that, you know, the mountain range there, I, I don't know, still the Sierras down there? But yeah, you have that... I'm going to say it's the Sierras just because I want it to be. I think so. But yeah, it's right in Sequoia National Forest. That's awesome. It's it's one of those things like, I mean, I'd never heard about this. I know you hadn't. And like to just the things that like uh, that could have been such an amazing, you know, just, I don't even know what you call it. Resort spectacle. Yeah. Whatever. And it's, I mean, to be only four hours North of LA, and I'm amazed that that like beautiful place exists like outside of LA. Like you think of LA and you think of, you know, not a lot of trees and forest and shit like that. And it looks beautiful. And I just wonder, like, there's gotta be like some hidden shit there. Like it's, it's going to be, I want somebody to go in or I want to go in like a, a camera and a crew, just like, like, let's find out all the shit that's going on in this place. Yeah. Maybe that's where, Walt Disney's buried. Oh, the real Walt. I mean, buried. maybe, you know, like yeah. or frozen. Isn't he frozen there? He's a real slim shady. He's, he's going to get buried there. Isn't that the whole thing about like him being. Yeah. The same cryogenic freeze. I don't think he's there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The cryogenic freeze. I, w- I was on board for a while yeah. and then when I heard about uh, Ted Williams head, which was a hoax, uh, that didn't yeah. sound good. You know, yeah. Yeah, not good at all. But that, just imagine what could have been. And perhaps with California needing tax, needing dollars, needing money, maybe they can oh this can God, be resurrected. A ton of money. Maybe they can resurrect this project. You never know. So now we're gonna roll into the main topic again. Again. Main topic. <laughs> so we talked about it a few weeks ago, the mighty algorithm in terms of figuring out what where's the perfect ski town to live for you. Put out a bunch of criteria, figured out how you can run your own algorithm and, and figure out what works for you. So we're kind of revisiting that in a way because I recently got a little bit of news that I will now have the option to work remotely until April. Yeah. And in case people didn't know, between now and April is pretty much ski season. Now, I have a lot of other things going on that make this a little more complicated, so I can't just pack up and bum it in Jackson right now. So one of the things we were looking at, though, was perhaps renting out a place for a month or six weeks or so up in Vermont or New Hampshire nice. or Maine. I don't know. And that's why we're revisiting the old algorithm, because we're trying to find a place that's accessible to some great skiing, obviously, number one, in a La Nina year, which makes it a little trickier, but also has enough 
stuff around because I have a wife and now two kids. So her, so she can get to groceries or if there's a hospital around in case something happens and other things to do. So that's kind of what's the tweaking of the algorithm uh, because it's, it's a certain situation and it's only for a, a brief period of time. So Mario, I know we kind of talked about talking about this yeah. days ago and haven't got around to it. And one of the biggest parts of this is also thinking about our indie pass because we are indie pass holders. Yeah, yeah. So we want to make sure that yes, we will have to work most days, but we want to be able to hit up those indie pass resorts that are in Vermont and New Hampshire, which is now J Peak, Bolton Valley, Magic Mountain. And then Cannon and I think Pat's Peak is the other one in New Hampshire. Mm, as well yeah. as in Massachusetts, we have Berkshire East. Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of areas we want to go. And that's the thing. It, it, you almost have to make the decision. Do you want to just lock yourself into one area where you got like one or two places? Or do you get something a little more centralized and then you can bounce to a bunch of different ones? Mm. So these are the things that we need to figure out in the next few weeks so that we can book something and perhaps have an, a, uh, a different location for a few weeks while we are actually doing our ski bum thing. So have you looked into areas yet? My first initial thought was in to look in sort of central Vermont in the Stowe, Waitsfield area so that would put us kind of right in the middle of everything because we'd near, be near um stowe obviously bolton valley which is on the indy pass then mad river and Sugarbush, just south mm. and then i don't know how far cannon is from there yeah we gotta throw cannon in there um but again you you it's almost like do you want to be close to something or far away from everything. That's, that's sort of like the, the right. thought process. And now if we were there, would there be another pass that would benefit us and make sense to get? Because whatever place we're going to be near is not going to be the main place. And also with the indie pass, like say we want to just ski for two hours a day at lunchtime or an hour at breakfast before work. And then two hours at lunch. <laughs> You need to get a season pass for that. So that adds a little bit of complexity to the, the situation. Yeah, I'm thinking um, we have some of our favorites up there. Uh, you know, one trip for me might be if I'm only there for like two or three days, maybe a long weekend, mm -hmm. I could probably go up, hit Burlington, go to Jay Peak. That might be a weekend. Yeah. You know, another weekend, maybe I go out West, hit Jackson, do, um, Storm King or Snow, Snow King? King. Sorry, Storm King. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like it might be hit or miss like that. Or for somebody like yourself, you're like, I want to center in one place and then drive. So you got to really look and study the map. Uh, there's a big concentration in New England right there. Yeah, and that's that's sort of the tricky part is, you know, you, you want to ski all those different places, 
but it doesn't really make sense. You don't want to right there. I think you say that, but then it's like, do you want to drive that much? It's almost like you got to be like, okay, I'm going to get a place by Stowe or get a place by Sugarbush Mad River. Those are going to be my central places. I'll get a pass for them and then I'll just bounce to the others. Yeah, it might be. Well, we get two days in each place with the Indy, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It includes night skiing. So that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Day and night skiing and then go on to another place. Right. Might be a long night, but hey, you know what? Could be, be good. Worth it. Could be worth it. That's where you do Uber bus and just have you have them take you around. That's just the tricky thing. It's like, do you get, cause you know, the discounted pass rates are going to be ending really soon as well. I think yeah. for the Epic, you have to get it before November 6th. So then again, we could reach out to some of these resorts and maybe they'll, they'll help us out. You know, I we'll think pay uh, play. we'll pay a little skiola. Skiola. A little skiola. Well, I think we got to start thinking about where do we want to ski, right? So I still want to ski Europe this year if I can. That's that's on the radar, um, in the works. That's a tough call this year. Yeah, it's a tough call. I honestly don't think it's going to happen, but I'm you know hedging bets and and doing stuff. Uh, but if I can't go Europe, I definitely want to try to do Canada. I'm just not comfortable that they're going to even open up their fucking country. So love to see to wins the election. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's like Europe, Canada, and then I'm banking on if I got it, if I'm going to just stay in the country, right. And just do us, I may just center on the Northeast. I mean, I don't know, Northeast and a few pops out West. Just thinking, uh, I mean, you know, if I could pop out West and do a few days here and there, that'd be great. Maybe Utah, maybe not on a pass. Um, you know, Utah is pretty easy to get in and out of. That's why. Super easy. Yeah. And you got, you know, multiple places you can choose from pretty easily. And that was another thought I had is maybe I'll go out West, but with all my life stuff happening right now, I just, I cannot make that happen this season. See, but going out West, depending where you go, if it's, if it's like Utah and it's very easy to get in and out, that might be actually easier than doing something on the, but the problem is I'm talking doing this for like a month. Well, yeah, that's a month. I'm talking yeah. about, yeah. Oh, if you just jets. Well, now here's the other problem is all this quarantining stuff. They're saying they're like, Oh, you got to quarantine for 14 days and get a test. If you come into our state, that's one of the things. Nobody checks that dude. I'm in Florida and they were trying to, t- <laughs> to do that for a while. And you know what it does? You can't enforce it because you're like, oh, I have these plates, but I quarantined. How how are they going to know you're lying? I know. Yeah. That's... Unless you flew in, if you drove, they, there's no way to tell. So yeah. you can be like, yeah, I've been here for weeks. You just, you haven't seen me. I I stayed at a hotel. Blah blah blah. They have no idea. That was one of the things I was on a ski Vermont call this past week, and that was one of the things they kept talking about how. You know, the state of Vermont has very strict rules about people coming from out of state that are in hot zones. And I forget what the exact number of people per million that are testing and are are deemed positive get like a red delineation. And pretty Mm -hmm. much all the Northeast except Vermont and Maine are like in the red area right now. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I know what what they want to do and I respect what they want to do. And it's great. 
but I also know how much those resorts depend on out of state <laughs> revenue coming in. And you yeah. got to think they're going to tell them. There's I mean, no way to enforce it. They're like, going to tell the cops, you got to turn a blind eye, man. Otherwise you're fired. Yeah. You know, oh. Otherwise we can't afford to pay you. But how, how do you, how do you do it? So if you have out of state plates, they walk mm-hmm. up to you, what's the probable cause? So you're saying, because oh, the I have out of state plates. Yeah. I have out of state plates. You're going to, you're going to harass me. You know, I could have been in, in, I could be here for, for three months. I'm a, you know, I go back and forth between a house. Like they have no idea. A lot of people own property up there too. Yeah. So they, they can't, I mean, there's going to be a lot of laws. Basically what they're doing is they're saying you should, and that would be the smart thing to do, but there's no way to enforce it. It's horrible. I see people down here from fucking, I see people that drive down here from Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Ohio. Uh, and it's just, they're just down here for like a weekend or a week. And it's like, oh, you didn't quarantine, right? Like, no, we don't give a fuck. We're down here. <laughs> yeah. We're partying. We're, we're on a vacation. So they come down here and they, they, they fuck everything up and they leave, you know, and, and that's what happens. Uh, but the same thing happens with, with skiing. You know, people go up, they... They go out, they hang out, and they and then they leave. I mean, they're in and out. You have no idea if they have COVID, if they quarantine or not. Like you don't know. So, yeah, you I don't never know. know. It's kind of messed up, but yeah. the beauty of renting a place though for that long, you can make sure it's clean, COVID-free, and then move in. That's true. Which is nice. Or you could squat. You squat to squat on it. Yeah. Do that. Uh, Route 100, they have a great 7 Eleven I could probably live at for a few weeks. No one would even know. That place isn't, they have an all you can eat package too, like a full, you know, it's nice. It works. And it's a liquor store too. Exactly. All you can eat and drink. Right. So, this is kind of the thing I am dealing with right now uh, in a good way that, you know, again, I, want to be respectful, but I also want to make sure I get enough time in. And I don't really plan on going anywhere where I'm going to get COVID. I, you know, famous last words, but you know, yeah. I, I'm pretty, pretty homebody-ish the way it is these days anyway. And the only thing I do care about is making sure I can maximize my snow time. So this is something I have to think about very hard over the next few days and come up with an idea. So any, if anyone has any insights or thoughts or suggestions, or perhaps even has something available to rent for maybe um, the last week in January through the first week in March. There you go. Hit us up, skibonpodcast at gmail.com. But I think, like I said, I think like part of me wants to just do Killington also because they know the area. There's a lot of stuff to do around there. We know enough people in Killington to just squat. So you can rent a place somewhere else in Vermont. Mm, that's true. I'm saying nice little quaint place in Burlington. Hanging out, drinking some. I don't think I want to be in Burlington per se. Not too far from Jay Peak. Waterbury. That's the name of the town, right? Waterbury. Like, uh, like Prohibition Pig and stuff. That's Waterbury, yeah. right? Yeah, Waterbury. Waterbury would be a solid spot because you're only 15, 20 from Stowe, probably that's 20 from... Uh, from uh, Sugarbush and Mad River. Right. And or Bolton. And Bolton. put on the big boy pants and go somewhere uncharted. Maine, New Hampshire. That's what I'm saying. That would be super cool. 
you know, you got to reach out to our, our folks in, in New Hampshire and be like, part of me, up? part of me is like, Oh yeah. What about like North Conway? Get something yeah. around there and hit up some of those, those New Hampshire places. So yeah, that's, there's a possibility of that too, because you know, once it, it, it's not a problem now going a little further North because we're going to be there for a few weeks. It's not a matter of like just going for two, three days and you're like, Oh, I don't want to drive that extra hour or two. Yeah. You can make it happen. So you do a camper. Yeah, I don't want to spend <laughs> yeah. that kind of dough, dude. I spent twelve thousand dollars on an air conditioner and twelve hundred on a windshield that my freaking son broke with his head. So nice expenses have been just bent me over this summer. So I'm trying to do it. Wow, in a non ridiculously expensive way, but also dude, I thought awesome. campers were not going to be as expensive. They are fucking astronomically expensive. Dude, it's like with everything, they used to be like shitty, weird Winnebagos, and they weren't that expensive. But now it's like this has got granite countertops, and this has got this. I don't care if it has granite countertop. I just want a fucking thing that runs and gets me from point A to point B without getting sick. How about that? I want a place to sleep and a thing place that's got to have brakes. Those are the two big things. Brakes. Brakes are important. Brakes are like, very know, important in a car. You start looking at cars, you're like, does this have brakes? Like, you got to ask. It's brakes. Yeah. Like, oh, you wanted the brake option package. Sorry. It's going to be another $5,000. You put brakes in this whole thing. Yeah. So you realize we got to run wires and we got to do like pressure things. Like, there's a lot of stuff we do. It's very complicated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of things to consider very short period of time to consider it and to make it happen. But I know I'm super excited about this kind of uh, coming to fruition. And, you know, I know Mario, you mentioned going out West. I also hope to to make that happen too for, we got to, we're still coordinating. And this whole like COVID pain in the ass thing has made things so much more complicated. COVID's fucking shit up, man. I tell you what, it's, it's messing up plans. It's messing up ideas. Uh, so I think we just got to start, you know, running through plans and see if they get shot down by COVID or something and and just kind of keep pursuing what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. That's my advice to anybody that's planning anything. Dude, you can't stop living. Like you cannot stop just, just be locked up for 10 years. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Can't do that. We have to get back to living our lives some way and we're going to do it by, by skiing, by keeping skiing, finding a way to make it happen. Yeah. We won't be stopped. We can't be stopped. It's got to be smart. Got to head, head on a swivel and just keep your, your wits about you. Head on a swivel, huh? That's right. Head on a swivel. Next COVID's coming. COVID 2? COVID 2. COVID 2K. Judgment Day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I watched uh, Purge. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. That was very appropriate, right? Everybody's locking in for... Yes. By the time they listen to this, they're going to be ready for the election. So if you're listening, you're ready for the election. There's a lot of talk about riots and shit like that. I hope everything gets squashed. I hope nobody gets hurt or nobody riots or, or loots because it's not even like a riot. Everybody just, it's so sad. Like you're not even ballers doing it. You're just a bunch of little bitches. Uh, if you want to have a protest, have a protest like a real bunch of people. That's great. I love that. You guys are doing that. That's excellent. Um, it's when you get into like breaking into shit, like you're just a bunch of bitches at that point. You're just, yeah, you're just looters at that point. Yeah. You just, uh, uh you should be targets. Just every pop you down, pop, 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 pop. 
That's what I'm saying. Have any ski, like any ski shops been looted? That's what I want to know. I don't, I don't want to burn down either. Cause yeah. the problem is they loot someplace and then they burn it up and then they burn out the next like few places next to it. It's, it's could you bad. imagine, could you imagine if you were working at a photo mat and you're developing film overnight and there's someone no just way, dude. sets fire to your goddamn photo mat? Dude, there's no Horrible. way. There's no way I'm doing election day photo mat work right now. Horrible. You call in sick. If you're listening to this podcast and you're on schedule for photo mat on election day, DM us. We got to find out what's going on. If your photo mat is a cigarette shop or a coffee place, just call out that day. You're better off. Yeah. Bodega. Say, nope. say you get the COVID. If you have a bodega kiosk in a parking lot, that's like, you got to get out of that shit. Yeah. Just saying. We're just saying. So if you got, again, any ideas for me, any thoughts, hit, hit us up. Ski podcast at gmail.com. Under the ropes. Off. All right, there's a Florida man that was mauled by a leopard after paying for full contact experience with the if big you, bear. If you would have said man mauled by leopard <laughs> and left the Florida part out, I'm pretty sure. And we played the guessing game. Where was the story from? Where was the story? Was the guy from Florida? That's what I always ask. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's everybody's first thought after a story like this. Yeah, well, a lot of times they say Florida, but they're from somewhere else visiting or they're a snowbird. It's like, oh, you come from Ohio and you just want to. Yeah, that's that's creepy. You know, what's great is this is the New York Post website, this article. Yeah, they lo- there's, a, there's a whole sidebar more on Florida. <laughs> yes, they love like bashing Florida. I love it. Um, I think it keeps a lot of people away, which is great. Um, 10 foot python found under hood of ford mustang in florida jesus every fucking day. christ my question is why are you looking under the hood let's keep driving man starts <laughs> fucking drive why do you open up the hood you don't, I don't change your oil just go let's fucking go go baller go oh my god <laughs> fucking goddamn python into your car uh, all right, so this story, a Florida man was mauled by a black leopard after paying the owner of a private animal sanctuary. Uh, what was uh, um, Lion King? Uh, leopard, Tiger King. Tiger King was, he's in jail and she's still out there, Carol Baskin. Maybe Carol let, let him in to play with the cats. Dude, what is up with... like? What's up with like getting intimate with big cats this year? So this dude paid the owner for a full contact experience. And it's in quotes. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know how creepy that gets. And I is don't he like get there. Is he like bent over, like amyl nitrates? Like what's what's going on with this guy? Dude, from that headline, I'm thinking this dude is naked. He's gotta be. Right? Like okay, in this scenario with that headline, do you think the guy has clothes? Or no clothes. Oh, dude, he's friggin' like just Chris up. Naked. Buck naked, whatever he's doing. I don't even want to know. Like my my wife and her sisters, they follow that black was a black jaguar, white tiger, whatever that like Instagram handle is. It's got like 10 million subscribers. The guy, I don't know if he raises like wild cats and stuff, but he's always like hugging lions and like hugging like big cats. Is he naked? They're like, oh, he's not naked. But Good. they're always like, oh, I would love to do that. I'm like, no desire. 
zero desire to just get any any close at all to any sort of big cat. They will fucking yeah. kill you, man. They're gonna kill you. They're gonna know I'm the the master predator, and they're gonna want to take me out, man. It's gonna be a fight. So this guy, Dwight Turner, age fifty, had to Come on, man. several. Do any, do, do any Dwight's make good decisions? <laughs> I was like Dwight Schrute. Fucking we throwing beats at the thing. Uh, undergoes several surgeries from August 31st attack and enclosure behind the home. Behind the home. Not even a zoo. Nothing. <laughs> behind the fucking home. This He's is got like a van with a tiger in it. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking, I got a van and a cage. You got a goddamn tiger. You want to go hug naked, Mr. Naked Dwight Turner. So this guy brought the brought the brought the cat over there. What if this guy gets into a car accident? With like a school bus full of children. And it's like a bunch of kids and like little, cat run wild. Little Timmy ain't coming home. We got eight. What the hell? We got eight by a goddamn big cat. We're like, oh, it's by a big cat. I'm good with that. So, he, so here's the fucked up part, right? So you think this is exotic. This is going to be like a once in a lifetime YOLO moment. YOLO! Motherfuckers taking pictures, whatever. Like two grand or something like that. No. He paid $150. $150 to play with. Quote, and they put the, the quotes there again, play with. I'm like, I don't know what it's doing to the black leopard. And I really think it probably wanted to just kill him anyway. So so he wanted to play with and quote rub its belly behind Paul. <laughs> So the animal charged Turner once while he walked into the enclosure. So he didn't even wait. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. Uh, and then one of Turner's ears was ripped apart and the scalp was hanging from his head following the attack, the report said. So, <laughs> okay. So let me... not supposed to laugh at this guy? I mean, come on. <laughs> Dude, so let me frame this out. You pay 150 bucks to go behind somebody's house and quote unquote have a real experience with a leopard, a fucking, and you're surprised you got ripped apart. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, I want to start way earlier in this whole story. <laughs> How does this whole setup even, even become, is this like, is this guy like trolling Craigslist for like someone who's like, Hey man, I got a big cat who likes to be cuddled with for 150 bucks. You too could cuddle with this cat. Like, how does it get to the point of this guy having $150 and this guy having a cat and these two people coming together in the universe? That's what I want to know. Yeah, it's weird. So he pays $150, bucks, goes to this guy's home to play with the cat, rub its belly, and it mauls him. So <laughs> I don't know what's going there, but I think the scene's setting itself. Like, like, is anyone really surprised this happened? I'm not surprised at all. Besides the dipshit that it happened to, I think no one else was surprised. Yeah. What the hell? I just, I, I don't understand why people think that having, like hugging a giant cat is a good idea. So first off, the guy that has the cat is a little creepy and he's selling it out for 150 bucks. So the thing <laughs> is probably abused anyway. He's pissed off. That's so I love how they say, like, he walked in. It charged Turner once as he walked, uh, once he walked into the enclosure. All right, so this dude steps in, and then one of his ears is ripped apart, and his scalp was hanging from his head. That thing went on him, and you're at, 
you're not at a zoo, you're not a controlled environment, you're at somebody's house. So they pried the animal off of you and your scalp and ear are hanging off. So what do they do? They put him in his car and like, all right, dude, see you later, man. See you. <laughs> like, like, go home, man. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy shit. Did he actually go to that person's? So who? I, I, I'm, I'm still not following this. Did he, did the guy who got mauled go to this place or did they yes. catch him? Okay. So Dwight Turner went to Michael Pogge's town uh house in the town of Davy. And what happened is Turner paid 150 bucks to play with the black leopard. <laughs> and then the aunt, yeah, and then the saying they charge him and all this other stuff. So Pogi is licensed to have the leopard. He was charged with allowing full contact with an extremely dangerous animal. So he allegedly admitted his wrongdoing to police. So he's probably like, yo, man, I knew that thing was going to kill him, but I charged him 150 bucks. He wanted to go in there. Like, what the fuck? It's weird. You're getting paid. Getting paid, getting paid. Hey, people want to be stupid. I'm not going to stop them. I'm, I'm pro letting people be stupid. I'm pro the guy that charged 150 bucks to get in this, this thing. Absolutely. You know what? They're not giving away lion food or whatever yeah. it is. Big cat food. Those things eat a lot. You know what they eat? They eat people, too. People's ears. That's right. So those they, who don't know, Davy is actually just west of Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Did you know Take that? You are, gonna, you are next gubernatorial candidate in Florida. You got to know I, where Davy is. That's it. I mean, I just, that's East Coast. That's a little ghetto on the East Coast, but, you know, I'm on the West Coast. A little, a little more classy. Mr. Fancy over here. Mr. Fancy. Next to Derek Jeter. That's right. Maybe See? he can get you a bottle of that uh, bespoke liquor. We can taste right, that. Good. I'm going to reach out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the Publix uh, next time and just be like, yo, Derek, <laughs> man, we did this article. Did you hear the podcast? He'd be like, yeah, I heard it, man. You're it's like, our- yo, yo, too. What's up? You'd be like, I don't like the part what you said about my wife. I'm like, that wasn't even on the podcast. That was a compliment, my man. A compliment. He's like, yeah, it was a compliment. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I didn't like the fact that you can't hit anymore. So why don't you shut Ooh, the hell up? Geez. How about that? How about that? How about like you the, help the raise win a win a pennant? I don't like Couldn't the fact have. you don't have your cute little 25 year old Derek Jeter hair anymore. You're oh, bald now. Oh, I liked your oh. cute little Derek Jeter hair back in the day. Oh, why do you look like one of the clumps there, Jeter? <laughs> With your fresh fade every damn game. He's like Derek Clump. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Derek Clump. You got fat boy. Hey. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, took away from us. Anyway. Speaking of plump. If you go to the 7-Eleven and a dude has a leopard in a cage and is like 150 bucks, you could hug this leopard. Don't do it, man. Hey, Don't man, you want to pet my leopard? <laughs> That's right. Don't get in the van. Don't get in the car. Don't get in the cage. Don't say yes. Just say no. Say no. Speaking of saying no. You're going to say no and plump. God. Uh, Women allegedly impersonated prosecutor dropped charges against yourself. Goddamn, that's genius. I love the story. A New Hampshire woman is accused of pretending to be a prosecutor and submitting paperwork dropping stalking and drug charges against herself according (laughs) to an indictment handed down this month she stalked the judge the new hampshire union leader 
reports Lisa Landon, 33, was arrested after she allegedly submitted false documents in three separate court cases last November and December under the guise of a prosecutor. Not just once, not twice, but three goddamn times. What gets me is where was the state hired prosecutor? New Hampshire, baby. Live free or die. I'm sorry. The wasn't there somebody representing like that? Sh- did she show up before the person? Everyone's like, wearing masks now. You don't know who the hell's who anymore. That's true too. She were knew. They, like, were you in court? And she's like, "That's not me." Yes, that's me. That's not me. Like I put on like a hundred pounds during lockdown. This is what happens. Don't shoot me. Shoot her. She's the she's the imposter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But again, if you got masks on, sometimes you don't know. You're like, oh, yeah, it's the prosecutor lady right there. I'll take it for granted. Yeah, that's good. A little pencil skirt looks professional. Boom. Yeah, that girl couldn't fit into a pencil skirt. And I'm just going by the double chin she has. She's sporting in that picture. Like one of those giant crayons that like toddlers use. It's more like that kind of skirt. She's a, she's a fat crayon at best. Wow. Officials first became suspicious when a state forensic examiner who was scheduled to evaluate Landon's competency for trial noticed that her charges had been dropped and questioned if they should move forward with the evaluate why don't you just keep your goddamn mouth shut state forensic examiner just go home leave that or it's like the nerd who's like um we didn't have our pop quiz today like you said we would it's like shut the fuck up and just go home that's right what do you think you're a crime show yeah crime show you get paid like that the indictment also says Landon falsified a decision from a retired New Hampshire Supreme Court judge filing fees in a lawsuit she brought against the Hillsborough County government. Wow. She's also used the filing an order on behalf of a relative to halt guardianship proceedings involving Landon's child. Jeez. This lady is a goddamn train wreck. How is this not a Florida story? She's mar- smart enough to like get into like the courts and like represent herself good enough to be like, yes, we're dropping the charges. Like like an evil genius. Yeah. She's the, she's a, a white woman, Lex Luthor. <laughs> a fat Lex Luthor. A fat Lex Luthor. <laughs> fat female Lex Luthor. She's probably bald and has a wig, but I don't know. That's like Lex Luthor too. Yeah. She now faces charges of false, uh, false personation and six charges of falsifying physical evidence. Damn. I think it's worth it. <clears throat> I think, you know what? She gets away with it. She gets away with it. She's good I mean, to look at, but I oh, can't. I could definitely see the stalking charges. Oh, yeah. She's a creepy, she's a creepy little beast. But that's so impressive, though, to get have gotten that far in the game. It is impressive. She could probably fake her way through Harvard. It's like, what was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Catch me if you can. Yeah. It's like she wrote for us false checks. Yeah. I believe she f- wrote false checks, but that's, that's her. Good old days. We can write false checks. Yeah. That's how she rolls. Yeah. Come on. Damn. 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 Well, we don't fake anything here. Not even the funk. No, we don't. We don't Real. fake funk. On the podcast. So thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. Skibonpodcast.com. Hopefully the internet life everything still exists after this stupid ass election is happening this week hit us up after tuesday bro hit us up on all the uh, socials twitter instagram facebook untapped at ski bump podcast 
send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, rate us, favorite podcasting apps. We'd really appreciate it. YouTube, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay tuned. See ya.